Baby, I'm a gangster too, and it takes me to tango. You don't wanna mess with me, mess with me. Baby, I'm a gangster too. <laughs> Trigger warning. This podcast may include explicit content that will take you out of your comfort zone and make you question reality. Listener's discretion is advised. Don't fuck with me, fellas! This ain't my first time at the rodeo. What's going on, everybody? Today, Ryan Dean from the Dangerous World podcast joins us to go through some of the weirdest internet urban legends. While some are more known about, we will also be discussing some very disturbing hidden internet sites. Now, I have to tell you, Ryan blew my fucking mind at the end of this episode and I was not expecting the surprise twist. This is a Patreon episode so the full version can only be enjoyed on Patreon and to listen to the full version of course head on over to patreon.com slash cosmic peach podcast and make your reservation to room 237 for the full episode. I have to admit, this is not some of my best work. I actually kind of unsure if I even like the episode. Ryan crushed, but I had just gotten back from vacation. I was feeling a little under the weather. Um, and, you know, when you take a break from podcasting, it takes some time to get back into the swing of things. And of course, it had to be the episode with Ryan or I truly fucking choked it. Uh, but, you know, I think that he provided a lot of great info in this episode. Definitely worth checking out. He f- blew the fucking roof off of it right at the end. But yes, go ahead and head over to Patreon for the full episode. I hope this finds you well. So grateful for all the support over on the Patreon. Um, this is kind of a weird one for me because I had never really looked into internet sites before, these black sites. And it's interesting what you can find out there that's so easily accessible. It's kind of scary, actually, and that's what this episode is about. So sit down, buckle up, and prepare yourself as we venture into internet urban legends. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode. I'm not going to just say Dangerous World here because I have a nice guest on. We're doing a little swap cast of sorts. You know, I don't do these too often these days. Um, I don't know if this happens with you, Julia. By the way, Julia from Cosmic Peach. I mean, you guys know who this lady is. She does a great job. And, Hello. Uh, 
yeah, I'm excited to do this. You know, we, we haven't talked in a little while and it's kind of nice to have guests on every once in a while. But I don't know if this happens with you where your audience kind of holds you accountable for what your guests say. Does that ever happen to you? Unfortunately, yes, which is why I don't have um, random people come on. I usually, if I have a guest on, it's someone that I have been impressed with in the past, such as yourself. Oh, I'm honored. And um, I trust that they're going to come to some type of a conclusion that is uh, within reason. Um, so, yeah, I'm very selective. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's kind of the way to be, especially like this show it's essentially it turns into your baby after a little while and you want to grow it and you don't want to like discredit yourself and you don't want to like alienate your audience if you got like you know mm-hmm. a certain group of the population that listens to you and then you got somebody on there that's just going to throw them in the mud it's like eh, let's not do this you know what i mean so i i hear where you're at there but for my audience which like i said they should be familiar with you you know we've worked together like four or five times at this point uh this should be a pretty fun episode and we'll get into what it's about later obviously my audience is going to know what it is because of the title of the show but plug your stuff talk about like what you're doing uh, anything new that's going on with you and uh i know that you got on uh, tinfoil hat recently which is cool for you um so yeah talk about what you're up to yeah so tinfoil hat um has uh, definitely brought some new ears over to the Cosmic Peach podcast. It's been uh, bountiful, which I really appreciate because obviously I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't have a passion behind it. And I love when people reach out and say, you blew my mind. I never would have thought about that. Or um, just uh, I love when um, new listeners come over and um, keeping it real with the uh, conspiracies, the paranormal. Uh, I recently went to a a haunted castle in Cleveland and did a a tour and it was really fun. So yeah, I'm just trying to keep it uh, informational, but also kind of funny and lighthearted in some episodes. But uh, yeah, I think this is actually going to be a really fun episode too. Yeah, yeah, you got to keep it entertaining. That's the whole thing. Like you can sit here and read off a fucking sheet of paper and then, you know, you got some great information, but everyone's going to be like, Let's see, who's this robot I'm listening to? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. you gotta be fun. So, and, and I'm going to actually steal your idea right now. You mentioned this earlier. What are you drinking? I know this was your thing, but I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm excited because, you know, I got a passion for booze. Yeah, I do, too. That's why we get along so well. So um, let's uh, just start off the episode by saying what uh, beverages we're having tonight in honor of our episode. I have Living Jewel Sake tonight. It is 10% alcohol. Um, But Ryan, what are you sipping on over there? I'm just drinking plain old tequila. Hornitos. I got a little bottle. Hornitos. Hornitos is nice. I like the Reposado. The Plata is kind of nice. It's a little little grosser, though, than the Reposado. But is that stuff? Because sake is usually clear. And when you hold it up, it looks like a white Russian or something. Is this like like a sweet sake or something? So it is a rice type of liquor slash wine. Uh, the cloudy color comes from the rice, actually. It's, this one is a little more dense than a lot of them are. Some are like heavily filtered, which gives right. them that clear appearance. But this one, not so much. So it is cloudy, but it it's very smooth. It's the type of drunk that like gradually creeps in on you. And then uh, mild hangovers. So win-win. Um, tequila. 
kind of a different story but are you a salt and lime kind of guy or uh, no we call those training wheels over here in arizona close <laughs> to Mexico. so we don't we don't use training wheels we just go for it I, I throw it on ice though i'm not that hard i'm not a 80 year old mexican man that's been drinking it for 80 years because mexicans yeah. start early but uh you know it, it, it's it's something that is new to me because i'm doing this low carb thing okay mm-hmm. And, you know, my dad had, I don't know if you heard, he had open heart surgery recently and it was, you know, it went really well for him, but this is going to happen to me when I get older, if I don't change my habits. So I'm trying to, you know, be healthier, exercise more and all that shit. And my sister actually told me that tequila has zero carbs. So going for, for tequila rather than like beer and shit like that, but I'll grade it like a nine out of, as far as like tequilas go, I like Cornitos. It's affordable. Um, yeah. I gotta ask you what you grade this sake. I don't know if you drink sake too often, but like, how would you grade it as far as like other drinks that you might be having? I would grade it nine out of ten. Okay. Okay. But as far as sake goes, there are some that are like you said, clear that are a little. Um, they have a bite to them. Right, right. <laughs> let's just say, and some are served warm. So yeah, those are nice for like maybe fall, winter, but it's like a hundred degrees here today and I'm drinking some chilled sake. Right. And um, as far as tequila goes, actually, I'm I'm more of a Don Julio type okay. of gal. Um, okay. And I do also like, uh, there's one that's kind of like mid shelf. I can't think of the name of it, but I am a salt and lime kind of gal too. Fine. That's fine. It's nice. It does slide down a little easier when you got the the training wheels there. But hey, to each his own. I don't know. You know, the the topic for this episode here that we that we wanted to get into, right? You you reached out. You said like, hey, let's do something. Let's you know have some fun with some kind of episode here, right? Um, how would you call it? Would you would you say it's an iceberg or how are we going to address it? Because I would kind of see it as like at least the way that I looked into it. We haven't shared any of our information, so we're kind of going into this blind here. But I would kind of see it as like either internet urban legends or just internet mysteries or something. But how would you kind of like, like, where would you qualify this episode here? Um, I think it's interesting that they're using the term iceberg because, um, oh, and before we get started, Ryan, I mean, come on, man. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, cheers. Yeah, of course. I'm so rude. Yeah, I love that IHOP mug. <laughs> I stole it. I got a Waffle House one, too. Hmm. <laughs> What a champ. Okay. So I think it's interesting that they use the term iceberg because for me, when I think of an iceberg, I think of some blatantly obvious stuff on the surface. And then you go deeper and deeper and deeper and you find like more um, hidden things. But a lot of the stuff that I found is kind of already talked about or known about. And it's just controversial. Right, Not right. so much that it's a big secret or a mystery. Some of it is, but like two girls, one cup, let's say, for example, right, right. that's not an iceberg in my opinion. It's just really controversial. So I think that the way that they do it, as far as like why two girls, one cup, I'm assuming this would be on the top tier, right? Like the, the <laughs> surface level stuff. It's because people know about this stuff, right? Now, I'm sure that you've heard of Cicada 3301, right? This is one of these ones that is on the top level of this separate iceberg that I was looking into. Um, I'm not going to ask you your age, but were you around when Rotten.com was a thing? Um, I'm a 94 baby, so okay. I'm going to say yes. Yeah, yeah, you should have been. Did you ever go to it? 
Uh, no, I didn't get a computer actually until I was like almost in high school. Okay. And at that point I was still worried about my MySpace top 10. So right, right. top eight, top eight, top eight. Good. Okay. And I wasn't really like getting too crazy with it, but I knew it was around. Okay. Yeah. So rotten.com, this isn't one of my things that I wanted to talk about, but like, this is kind of like internet iceberg entry level shit to me where it like, it would show pictures of dead bodies, mm-hmm. um, graphic shit, like people getting ran over by trains, uh, beheading videos, all that kind of stuff. The internet was the wild west when we were in middle school and high school. And, um, now it's getting really heavily censored and it might get more and more censored. So some of this stuff to me is just interesting. And I have a huge passion for these freaking icebergs. They're incredible. There's stuff about nostalgia. There's stuff about basically anything that you want to look into. If you have any kind of passion or interest, and then you just type that in on the internet and then hit iceberg after it, there is something breaking down your interest. And if you say that you're an aficionado and whatever that topic is, you better know the bottom level shit, right? I mean, like, that's kind of how I see it. Have you messed around with these at all? Have you looked into them before we get into this whole internet one? A couple of them. Um, just because of other research that I had been doing at the time, uh, a couple were new to me and something like red rooms, right, right. for example, I think a lot of people kind of know about the red rooms. I wouldn't recommend anyone listening to this podcast, go and type in random websites like that though, because your computer will like fry itself. But some of the stuff on like the lowest of the lowest, what they call Mariana's web, the Mariana's trench of the dark web, like some of that shit, I I don't even want to click or like search because I think that it's going to like kill my computer. Right. But there are some, like you said, surface level ones that I had actually heard about before. Um, there's one that was like Kate. E-K-M-A-dot-G-A. Okay. Are, were you familiar with that one at all? No, but going out on a limb, I'm going to say uh, it has something to do with 4chan because they were referencing that a lot with uh, Pepe the Frog, which, you know, the, the crazy, like, time warp that we were in with Trump. Everyone learned about 4chan back then. You know what I mean? It almost seemed like Trump was a fucking, yeah, Aikun, right. all those different ones. It seemed like Trump was like, you know, in like a shareholder in 4chan or something because it was just talked about so much. It was but fucking weird, too. It because, wild. Um, and now we're just back, like we're on the other, the pendulum swung back to the other side. And now we're just in like full retard land. So it's insane. <laughs> but explain this to me just so that, uh, you know, I don't step on that there. Well, It was one of those ones that would show like mutilation of dogs and just really like just gut wrenching stuff. But it was kind of more of a specialty one as far as like a fetish site where it did a lot of like infant gore. What? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I don't know if we're going to get that dark here. I've got some some pretty dark shit, but I don't think it gets much darker than infant gore. That's awful stuff about that. Like if you, if you're really breaking this down, you know, some people are embarrassed to say like, I have a foot fetish or something like that, which is totally like, who gives a shit really? If you have a foot fetish, but when you're fetishizing things like mutilation of, of animals or babies or so, or you want to watch like abortion type of, footage or like see babies in sacks or like whatever it is that they're showing i would consider that part of the dark web weird shit that absolutely people are able to find 
Yeah, it's disgusting. And, and, and it makes you wonder now. It's, it's actually a really interesting segue, which we're going to get into this later with, you know, we were kind of talking a little bit beforehand. I have this one of these that is my absolute favorite, and it will make you kind of reconsider and kind of question what these people's motives is when they post things like that. Not the gore stuff with with infants, but like CP stuff, child porn, right? Mm-hmm. There, there's something that I saw that was incredibly interesting when it came to this. And now this is not me obviously advocating for this kind of shit, right? Like I'm not, I'm not one of these sick fucks, but there is something really incredibly interesting. And it almost gives you a little bit of hope when some of these sites get discovered and you're like, okay, well maybe hopefully something like what I'm about to share later is actually going on with it. But what do you say we jump into it? I mean, uh, let's go. You're the lady. I'll let you decide if you want to go first or if you want me to go first. And uh, I'm going to start with my second favorite one because I'm saving my favorite to the end. I'm saving my favorite to the end as well. Um, I will go ahead and go first. So this one is super like tippity top of the iceberg. Anybody can Google it and find this website. And I have talked about it before, but it's dreams time. If you want to pull it up, it's like a real basic website. You mind allowing me to share screen? You are the host. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hang on just a second. Dreamstime.com or dot. Yeah, dreamstime.com. Let's see what this is. Let's see what this is. Oh, does it generate like AI generates dreams for you? (laughs) It's kind of like a Getty images. Okay. Got it pulled up here. You see that? Yes, I can. So let's just take it from the top, huh, Brian? Um, let's look at the uh, I in dreams time. Right. Does it remind you of anything specifically? I think that the answer is pedophile symbol. Is that what we're going for here? Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, the spiral. Yeah, it stood out to me right off the top because actually I found the dreams time website by searching for pictures of the pyramids of Giza and like all the best pictures of the pyramid of Giza had this dreams time logo on it and then when I came to the website like that the eye with the little magnifying glass is kind of interesting Um, but if if you just kind of search some of their stock images you'll find that they have like weird um pictures of adolescent girls in bathing suits and provocative poses and like it's interesting to me that you could go on a website like this and find something of that nature that could be that's not porn per se but like you said yourself it's provocative it would get somebody that's a pervert off for sure right Mm -hmm. Uh, i gotta ask you do they always have this white horse here it changes, okay. but there was also someone who like owns stock in Dreams Time that seemed a little suspicious to me. I'm just trying to remember off the top of my head, but they have pictures like it says here, you know, oh, of sorry. pretty much anything that you wanted to search and find. But when I just typed in like kids at the beach or like something like that. It was it was kids at the beach, but then it kind of the further down you scrolled was like kids posing, 
erotically on the beach and yeah, it just seemed right odd to me or like kids in the bathtub or it, it just for it to be so easily accessible um and this is not one of my top contenders or anything right, but right. i found it to be interesting especially sure. with their logo yeah yeah if you're anytime that you're mixing kids and spirals in any kind of thing it's going to drive conspiratorially minded people crazy right i mean this is i don't think Mm -hmm. there's much of a stretch here but yeah like you said it's not it's not absolutely damning this isn't like uh did you look into anybody like the people that started the company or anything like that um it's easily googleable i guess you'd say you know they're not trying to like keep anything secretive but i do think that I can't remember who it was because I just I jotted some notes down really quickly, but they're like a million dollar, billion dollar company. And it's just odd, kind of like a lot of the conspiracies around Getty images. Right, right, right. They also would have stock images of more provocative things. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, this kind of stuff is it's uneasy when you start talking about it. I mean, on the surface level, you look at it, it's like, yeah, it's nothing. It's a stock photo thing. Right. Mm -hmm. But, you know, yeah, you can get dark with this stuff real quick, I think, for sure. So, yeah, I mean, good, good introduction to this whole thing. Because we're just easing them in, just dipping our toe in the water. What is your first one, Brian? So let me pull this up. This is, uh, I think this is good, too, because we are doing the Patreons on both of our accounts so we can actually share uh, the images and things here. But there's this website called 973-et-nama-973. Have you heard of this? Mm-mm. Okay, this is super fucking weird. And essentially what it is, there's whoever discovered that this was a thing and started exposing it to people. There's, you know, 100,000 pages at least and then you know even like the same amount of links uh or more on this page just tons and tons and tons maybe millions at this point because the research that i was looking at was a few years old millions of links and pages on this site and no one's 100 percent sure about what it is but i will show you what the site looks like first of all and then we can kind of uh delve into it a little bit more because there's a lot of gematria there's a lot of complex math problems okay yeah it's wild a lot of these things add up to nine a lot of the problems they'll be massively long problems and then the answer to it will be nine and there was a person that ended up you know getting onto the site trying to figure out what was going on asked somebody and the person replied basically saying that we're trying to show you who god is through this website we're trying to expose to the world what god is and since nine is the closest number that we have to god that's why you see so many nines blah blah blah. interesting three six nine like the the tesla thing exactly that's that's something that i had marked down here too so i'll share this and the home page right away is something that people that are like familiar with magic and shit would recognize right it's the abracadabra triangle um broken down you start with abracadabra you remove a letter and you recenter it and you get down to just a single a uh if people can see that there now what's wild is you don't really know where the links are on the site when you first look at it but this was the first link that i found amaze in 
kind of like a mazing, but there's like a maze inside of this. Now these spirals right here, do you notice what those are? Remember the the website is called nine seven three. Like mandalas. Well, yeah, but they're made out of the nine, the seven, and the three here. Ah, uh-huh. nice. Weird. Nothing too incriminating yet, but let's click on one, and you get into some more of this shit. Very, very strange, weird, just like not really sure what's going on with any of this stuff. And this was intentionally created to be confusing, right? You get AZ, 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 nine plus nine, seven, three, plus the reverse of those, those, uh, the phrase there. Now, something I found out you can do, and I'm, I'm late to the party on this. You can always right click on anything and you can view the source Right. And it shows you where all the links are. So there was people that were getting hypnotized by this website, trying to find where all these links are. It's simple, though. You can just you can just click on uh, you can right click and you can find where your links are. Right. Mm -hmm. So this is all code for the site. But let's just click on like this link and see where it takes us. Right. So it takes us back to the home page. We'll do this again. I'm going to go a little higher here. My mistake. View page source. Um, see what this one takes us to, or just, like control you. It said will populate it. Control you. Hmm. Where's this? Um, when you right click and you go to um a shows or view source, it oh, okay. says I'll control you. Control. So you could just do that too, and hopefully it would pop up for you. Yeah. So, so anyway, that's one thing that you can get into with this, but we'll go through some of these and just kind of look at some of the, the images and there's just the weird, weirdest stuff on here. Some artwork, um, all of this stuff. Again, this is a cult essentially that made this site and it's all focusing on their version of what they think God is. This is from Bhagavad Gita, many lives, uh, Arjuna, you and I have lived. I remember them all, but thou does not. Um, so a lot of cryptic stuff here. You might say, yeah, there's nothing too crazy about this. It's just some crazy person that made a bunch of shit. But I'll pull up here a link that shows a little bit of dialogue between a member and somebody that was trying to figure out what was going on here. Because um, this is definitely dark. And here it is. There's that. I'm usually not the one that's hosting these things, so I'm like just horrible at talking. No, you're good. Okay, so so th- you know this is someone saying you know I'm new because there's a forum. If you figure out how to get to the forum, you can get into this whole thing of talking with these weirdos that run this site. I'm new. Can anyone explain this site? Uh, this is by Toasty Man, right? Now you get this guy that answers it later, and he says essentially here. To address your original question, the name of the site, we'll just call it 973, is a knowledge collection exchange and uh, transference site designed to promote learning, which will lead visitors onto alternative positive thought paths that in turn will motivate them to become part of a universal mind and an amalgamation of enlightened intellectual resource uh, that will hopefully help change the world in which we live into a better place on every level for all inhabitants of planet Earth. I'm not going to read this whole thing. We can screenshot it or we can share the link in Patreon or whatever. But this is a this is a new age transhumanist site from what I gathered from just that right there. 
I don't know if this is the admin of the site or what it is, but just wild that like mm. all these different numbers, all these different things adding to nine, uh, you know, gets you to this spot where, you know, it's about a hive mind, a universal mind and, and the number nine for whatever reason. Yeah, that's really interesting. Isn't it weird? I mean, it's kind of like a blog of this guy's thoughts on on spirituality. Essentially, but it's more than just one person. There's absolutely several people that are involved in this. I mean, this is the forum index. You just get really creepy, weird images. Um, I don't know if you've heard of like the solar plexus clown glider idea where, you know, certain images can be haunted and things like that. Yeah, that one is unsettling to me. Right. Right. So I don't know. So, uh, you know, to get much further into this, you would have to, you know, create a username and password, which I have not done. Uh, If anyone out there wants to do it, go feel free to. But there is a ton of numerological stuff in here that you can find just by kind of um, let me view the page source on this one here, too, and just see what we can find, because there's quite a few links. Okay, that's a broken link, it looks like. But you get the idea here. Just a weird, weird ass creepy site. This is a search um so yeah it just kind of takes us to a search spot but some weird people out there that got a lot of time on their hands and when this website came up uh like i said people were missing work people were uh you know calling out just to try and find out what the real meaning of this site was and um yeah it basically the the whole thing adds up to 369 basically in, in their opinions being god for whatever reason i don't understand it tesla did supposedly but Weird shit, right? Wow, yeah. Kind of creepy. It kind of surprises me how easy it is to affect someone's mind. Like, this guy just posted this website up, and it's got people so obsessed with it. And they, like, let's be real, Ryan. Like, they don't know what the fuck it's talking about. Like, they're they're trying to figure it out like it's the Da Vinci Code or some shit like that. Like... There's probably some pretentious asshole who is responsible for the creation of the site. Like, right. I don't know. Like, well, what did you think about it? Like, if you stumbled upon that website, what would your first initial thought be? Let me call into work and figure out this Fibonacci code. No, not at all. But that's the thing is like, you know, everybody's different. You know, there's lots of different people that are more susceptible to propaganda and more gullible for whatever reason to certain things. You know, we had a conversation earlier about, you know, private things. And Mm -hmm. and there's certain people that are very susceptible to certain things. Now, would I do this? Would I get sucked into it and miss fucking making money for this? Absolutely not. But I'm also not a spiritual person. I could see a spiritual person just getting obsessed with this stuff. Um, especially when you have people that are high up in the site, supposedly telling you that this is a glimpse into God, right? This is what their words are. There's mm-hmm. people that go crazy trying to figure out what God is. You know what I mean? And it's like, what a fucking waste of time that is because you're never going to find it out for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you essentially just have to believe in what you believe in. So I don't know. I wouldn't do it. And, and you know, a lot of these things, there's multiple schools of thought on all these things. Is this a hoax? Is this something legit? Do I think George Soros or something funded this site? No, I don't think so. But I don't got any proof saying that he didn't. You know what I mean? Like they would have had way better graphics. You'd think so. You'd think so. (laughs) It's wild. Like this is kind of what a lot of this stuff is. And it's just like, you know, it it leaves a lot of room for interpretation there. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, 
So the next one that I have, I don't know. I feel like I kind of went, I went like real weird and, and dark with, not that that wasn't dark, but I, I kind of went like um, true crime style on mine. And there was one called Mrs. Sleepy People. Okay. And it was a YouTuber who goes to women sleeping and like opens their eyes and just films them. Mrs. Sleepy People? Uh-huh. MRS, right? M-R-S-L-E-E-P-Y-P-E-O-P-L-E. Okay, dot com? Mm-hmm. Check this out here. One thing that I did want to point out uh, is that there was this that I completely missed from that site. I don't know if you've heard this uh, phrase, I am that I am. That's basically like a, a, a satanic phrase. And, oh, really? Because the Bible says that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird, like, yeah, you're not supposed to really say that. It means that you're kind of like the Alpha and Omega, if I'm understanding it right. That's mm-hmm. why you also have your AZ over and over again, Alpha, Omega. Um, but yeah, this this is one of the many things that they say adds up to nine through their, you know, I thought shit. You know, again, I'm not going to sit here and break the whole damn thing down, but it is uh, it is what it says there. Now, this is not pulling up. Take that. one S out. Oh, it's only it's Mr. Sleepy People. Oh, sorry, sorry. Did I say? I sorry. I'm just reading it from my notes. It's M R S L E E P Y P E O P L E. Yeah, it's still not popping up. I don't know. It came up on. Let me see. Maybe just try Google. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Some of this stuff is uh, is hard to find. It seems like, huh? And you said that this films people sleeping or takes pictures of them sleeping. Yeah, it says, okay, it looks like it's trying to pop up a YouTube on this one. Let me see. Yeah, there's a Reddit for it, too. And it says the Mr. Sleepy People rabbit hole, but they they're not they're trying not to show Mm. the actual. Oh, oh, yeah. We'll see that in this YouTube video, it's like a dude reacting to the videos like from okay. that guy's channel. Well, it's not for some reason wanting to, but like he'll go up to people sleeping and crack their eyes open okay. and like just film inside of their eye. And that's a whole just website dedicated to that shit, huh? Yeah. It kind of makes me think, you know how they say when you're sleeping, you leave your body or right. Right. Um, something of that effect but like to to open the eyes of someone sleeping and like to look inside their eyes there's there's this whole kind of like fetish thing around it yeah there's uh when you pull it up there's a lot of different like uh they say like it's one of youtube's darkest cults um some of this stuff there's other things like that are related of like kidnappings and stuff like that um that's kind of what i found and then there was some like reaction videos for some reason it's really creepy i don't know why just the thought of it is kind of creepy but well you gotta think too like if you're sleeping and someone comes and like pries your eyes open you're gonna wake up like those people might be like under some kind of like drugs or just to knock them out so that they can do Mm -hmm. that because yeah this there's this dude nick crowley that gets into a lot of this stuff and i don't know who he is but uh 
he talks about a lot of this stuff. Like if you look into like dark internet shit, he pops up over and over again. So, you know, I, I don't know. I think he's a younger kid, but you know, talks about a lot of this goofy, goofy stuff. And uh, yeah, you it kind of made me think of eyes wide shut, just the, the phrase, but also clockwork orange, you know, because they're prying the eyes open and right. Right. Um, yeah, it was, it was weird. There was I'll go for it. Subculture.com. Subculture. It has a shit ton of fucking pop-ups and like kind of like gore. It's all there though. Like it's just like a bunch of fucking crazy shit pops up. Like gore porn? Is that what you're gonna say? Yeah, but like I hate using that phrase because whoever is getting off on that is just like look 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 see extreme anime all teen disorder okay let's click on mr tamale because this is one of the only ones that i can actually click on oh so it's like old yeah these videos like those kinds of videos with that kind of animation always are uh, a little weird to me i don't even know what you would call that kind of uh kind of animation but you got like extra keywords in here no johnny um jim See, it's not sh- even showing me what it's showing you oh you're not seeing this it looks like a blank screen to me well that's weird maybe we're not supposed to see it oh you know why because it popped up into a separate pop-up okay all right this one so this yeah, is just okay this here Andy eats a hamburger. I mean, see, like, what is the fucking point of all this stuff? Why? I know a lot of people have like. You oh, know, that's the guy. Know. That's that's Marshall Applewhite from the Heaven's Gate cult. Like, yeah. that's not too awfully. I mean, you can get that stuff on YouTube. Yeah, they still have a YouTube channel, I believe, too. They do the surviving members. Yeah, I mean, but you know, I guess so. Friend. Like. This was subculture.com was one of the sites that hosted three guys, one hammer. Oh, yeah. Talk about that. Well, I mean, I somewhat know it. I never watched it, but like everybody I knew watched it. Did you watch it? I did not. I don't like that kind of stuff. From what I understand, it's like these dudes have to fight over a hammer and kill. It's the last person standing, right? Yeah. some Something to that effect. It was like a. I'm telling you, for whatever reason, because this was also a site that hosted a video of some guy killing himself. So people are just fetishizing death. Right. Like a death cult. These are like death cult sites, like Cannibal Cafe, which is now a site that's been taken down. Right. I, I actually did a quick little uh, intro to that to that whole thing on uh, like a Monday Night Master Debaters intro or something. Did you? Yeah, it's a weird thing. Like, there's that. There's another one that it talk. It shows a menu, and they have like placenta lasagna that they serve, and they oh have my god, all kinds of disgusting things that they serve on this menu, and it's still up. The site's still up. It's Cannibal something. Um, but you mentioned was it that- Cannibal Cafe? No, it wasn't Cannibal Cafe. That was a separate thing where this dude met up with another dude. Like the whole big story with that was that there was a. Uh, a guy that wanted to be eaten by somebody. Oh, and, remember that or no? 
He wanted to be no. another guy obliged him and was like, well, let's hang out. We'll have dinner and then I'll kill you and eat you. Mm. It was like a real fucking thing. People are weird, man. Six bucks. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, uh, you know, I think I have weird thoughts sometimes. I've never gone down that. <laughs> and that's that's a whole that gives a whole new meaning to like eating someone's ass, you know? Right. right. It sure does. So, I mean, yeah, it's just as uh a hell of a way to, I guess, connect with somebody if that's the way that they see it. But you mentioned something really interesting there when you said that it's a death cult. People are fetishizing death. What do you think about like murder mystery shows and shit like this and like podcasts that are out there that are fetishizing the concept of like, you know, cold cases and all these different things like that? You know, like the whole stereotype of white girls love murder mysteries, right? Well, I, that is a beautiful question. And I'm so glad you asked that so I can provide some clarification on what that. What are you running for right now? That's a po- politician answer right there. <laughs> I'm so glad you asked the question. You know what I mean? That's like how you answer in a fucking debate. I just, I've been asked that so many times, Ryan, that I'm like getting disillusioned with answering it because I'm like, does it even matter? But no. So let <laughs> I me think tell it you. Sure does, but yeah, let's, let's get some clarity here. Uh, I think that the stereotype of white women loving true crime stories is because not even necessarily white women, but all women right. are just super emotional and they love things that provoke emotions within them. And there is, it's been scientifically proven that there is nothing more intimate than killing another human being. Sure. So when they're watching that, your mind can't distinguish something you're watching on a screen from something that's actually happening to you. So when they watch true crime documentaries or Ted Bundy, uh, like with Zac Efron on Netflix and it's, they, they're like, Oh, you know, Zac Efron and Ted Bundy was a good looking guy and look what he did. And there it's provoking some type of emotion in them. It's stimulating them. And anytime that you want, you get stimulated over and over and over again, and you kind of get like a serotonin release in your brain, you can become addicted to something. So every time they watch a serial killer documentary, they get off a little bit, whether they want to or not, it's got nothing to do with the like senseless crimes or, or murdering someone. But Without them being aware, they're getting a jolly out of watching true crime shows right? or listening to true crime podcasts. Definitely. No, I've said many times on the show and on other shows that your the same chemicals in your brain get released when you're being in an abusive relationship. Like if you and your partner are yelling at each other and you're fighting and you're saying the worst things to each other. The same chemicals are getting released in your head versus if you guys are having like crazy good sex or something like Mm -hmm. it's the same thing. And obviously your conscious brain knows it, but your subconscious doesn't distinguish a difference. That's also why to really dumb it down. Why if you hit a dog when they do something bad, right, they will continue doing that bad thing because they're getting attention from you. They don't understand that, you know, if you can ignore them when they do something bad, when a dog jumps up, you're supposed to turn your back. I don't know if you've ever seen dog whisper, but that's what he tells you. <laughs> you're just supposed to ignore them. And if you can do that, then they're like, well, shit, I'm fucking up here. I need to do what gets a reaction out of my owner. Doesn't the dog doesn't know a good reaction versus a bad reaction. And we like to think that we're so much more ahead of dogs, but we're not. We just 
our, our brains evolved a little differently than dogs do. It's um, a primal instinct. Right. And if you actually think about how desensitized most Americans are, especially like American women who maybe are on antidepressants or something that's already calcifying their brain, they rarely get a boost. They're constantly in a fight or flight mode from drinking coffee or they're working nine to five and then doing kids stuff or cooking dinner. And the one time in the day that they actually feel like something other than like discontentment. So I think that's why people get like so addicted to it. No. So, I mean, it is funny though, that that happens like that, but you know, that's the thing with exactly what, what you're saying with, these ideas of us just not understanding the difference between what's good for us and what's bad for us. And I kind of think that that has something to do with um, the way that, that humans are able to be like corralled into these really, really harmful agendas for us. Right. Like, you know, when we, when we see these abusive people like Bill Gates and Soros, the world economic forum, it's they're telling us that like shit that we want to hear. And it's the same thing as being in a dysfunctional relationship you know, like, I don't know. It's, it's when, when you're with somebody and for whatever reason, you can't get away from this person, even though they're doing horrible things to you, whether it's cheating, abuse, whatever. Um, I think that we suffer from that on a personal level. And then also, you know, from a mass societal level too. Like it's, it's very, I completely agree with that. And actually when you have like makeup sex or whatever, they tell you not to do that because you get this like gratification or reward thing that goes off in your brain like you can't have that feeling unless you fight so then you fight just to have like the makeup sex or whatever and that's really the end game of what you were going for so there's something to that too because it is usually really good right yeah i mean and that's the crazy it's so passionate it's like i fucking hate you but i love you at the same time well, think about it, it's like a drug, right? Like, you know, drinking booze, getting fucked up on booze. We know it's not good for us, but we do it. It feels good. So it's mm-hmm. the same thing. How many hangovers have we went through where, like, for me personally, I'd be like, God, if you get me through this one, I promise I'm never drinking again. Like those kind of I mean, hangovers. Yeah. And I fucking drink it up the next fucking week. So it's well, the same thing. There was a, I forget what comedian it was, but he said, imagine how, like the shit show that the world would be if there was no hangover from alcohol because we drink (laughs) knowing that there's a hangover and if we could just get fucked up and we know that there's not going to be a consequence to pay the next day i mean the world would be on fire 24 7 you know and you probably have one of these friends ryan but it's like you always have this mixologist friend in your friend group that's like if you put a liquid iv in it your hangover will be way less the next day. And it's like, no, dude, I was still, I still had like splatty flatulence all fucking day. (laughs) Thank you for the great advice. They Um, make the products now, even I, the the only cure really, uh, people don't want to hear this. You got to drink the next day. That's the only (laughs) way to really cure a bad hangover and eat before you go to bed. It's the worst habit that you can have is drinking too much, but that's the way that you kind of fix that. Mm, I mean, yeah, I'm, and I don't want to go off on like a side tirade or anything, but I think that the answer to most questions is primal human instinct. Um, and some people have like this weird predator 
mentality about them and they they feel powerful or they feel some type of pleasure from watching people suffer and like that's not like an easy thing to say but i do think that those people exist 100 percent. yeah no i don't think that's controversial to say either that's obvious well and that's why these sites exist because you could actually just be working with one of them and never know it like you could you could be in a relationship with someone like that and never know it because they're they're one way to you but then when they have free time they're getting on these like black sites or whatever and maybe they never act on it in real life but that's what gets them off and that's why some of these sites are so easily accessible like why is it so easy to find two girls one cup as it is to find three guys one hammer right right well yeah interesting did, did you know that i think both the girls that did two two girls one cup died of like dysentery that's horrific so it's like the same thing you know what i mean like one's a one's essentially a snuff film and then the other is uh is a snuff film you know what i mean <laughs> right yeah so there's no difference I, I are you 100% sure that that three guys one hammer is that cuz i i thought that it was a snuff film uh three it guys one hammer it said that it was hosted on subculture.com among many others Okay, so let's. This is what it is. Three guys, one hammer is a viral shock video involving three young adults murdering a middle-aged man they held captive, captive by primarily bludgeoning his face with a hammer. The murderers, dubbed uh, word that I can't even pronounce, maniacs, were three. Uh, oh wow, these people actually have names. Like this is a hundred percent real. Here's Johnny. Oh yeah, we're just getting to the good part. Head on over to the Cosmic Peach Patreon and make your reservation to enjoy the rest of the episode. The subscription is called Room 237. What is in Room 237? Thanks for asking, Danny. Let me show you something. Room 237 is an all-inclusive resort, if you will. There's no levels to this shit. If you subscribe, you get it all. Bonus content, extended versions of episodes, 10% off code for Cosmic Merch, horror movie breakdowns and commentary, early access to all episodes, sneak peeks, behind-the-scenes content, and whatever else I'm in the mood for. There are plenty of amenities to enjoy while checked into Room 237. Take a trip up the Sidewinder and stay a while. Check out anytime. But don't forget to stop by from time to time and visit your favorite caretaker. Get lost in the maze. Or even binge 15 episodes and have a nervous breakdown. Whatever floats your boat. Thank you in advance for supporting the show. And I can't wait to see you over there.